I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. Welcome back to The Enoughness Revolution, everyone. It's Transformational Thursday, and I have a phenomenal guest with me today, Regan Hillier. She's going to be sharing her top three tools for creating more joy in life, work, and love, which are to lock in your big vision, take aligned action daily, and celebrate progress often. Regan is a serial entrepreneur, philanthropist, mindset coach, and author of the best-selling book, Be Your Brand. She is the founder of Regan Hillier International, a company dedicated to providing personal development and business training to men and women who have a big message they want to share with the world. Regan specializes in helping experts uncover their true message and launch powerful personal brands, helping them make a big impact and build a legacy. She's trained thousands of people, helping them build multiple six- and seven-figure businesses location-free, using powerful mindset-changing tools and cutting-edge business development strategies. Regan and I talk a lot about defining success on your own terms and really doing things that feel good. So I'm so excited to share our conversation with you and to get into the nitty-gritty of Regan's belief that you can absolutely have it all. Without further ado, here's Regan. Welcome back to the Enoughness Revolution, everyone. I am so excited to have my guest, Regan Hillier, here with me. Regan, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Megan. I am so excited to talk with you today. I was just on your website earlier before we hit record, and you have so many inspiring videos on your site, and one thing that really hit me square in the face was this concept of bravery. Do you see yourself as a brave person? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you say that. I, I definitely do. Um, but at the same time, I, I do believe that I cultivate bravery. I'm not sure it's all just totally, you know, automatic from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit more about your journey with learning to be more brave in your life and in your business. Absolutely. I mean, I get asked a lot, for example, you know, oh, wow, you know, it's so easy for you. You're such an extrovert. You know, you're so confident, which really is not true, to be completely honest. I'm the biggest introvert in the world. <laughs> I, I struggle in social situations. Like, I really have to push myself to, to gather bravery and to gather confidence, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would, I would take, like, the book and the bubble bath and sitting at home any day of the week. But I know <laughs> that in order to really move everything forward, in my life, I have to cultivate that. So yeah, look, it's definitely something that I've learned to tap into. I definitely believe that courage, confidence, and bravery is a choice. And mm -hmm. it's definitely one that I have to make every day when I show up. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think for people who are just starting out their journey, who are starting to awaken that maybe there's more for them, or maybe it is possible for them to achieve the life that they desire. The bravery piece is kind of like, oh gosh, do I really have to do that? Because bravery is vulnerable, don't you think? Mm, absolutely. It, it is putting yourself in a place of vulnerability. And I always say to people though, like the more vulnerable you can get, the more you're actually going to tap into the good stuff, the more you're going to tap further into the truth around your purpose, the, the higher the impact you're going to have because people appreciate vulnerability, you know, and mm -hmm. clients often ask me even online, for example, you know, why is it that when I post something so raw and vulnerable and close to my heart, I get all of these reactions. And then when I post something that's meant 
meant to be, you know, professional or inspiring, I don't get as much. And I'm like, it's the vulnerability that Mm -hmm. people are looking for because they want to connect with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think oftentimes like we don't really realize that, you know, courage and bravery comes from that soft space within us and learning to embrace it. Ah, like vulnerability is not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> no, it's confronting. It's challenging. It's a little bit scary, but it's powerful when you tap into it. I agree. You know, one of the things I was thinking about bravery earlier this morning. So I was writing um, a quote for somebody for an article they're writing. And she was like, you know what, what helps you be successful and powerful? And I said, honestly, it's, it's learning to be brave. And you know, for me, bravery is really opening yourself to the risk of falling and knowing that a failure or a fall is not the end of the story. I think for me, failures, falls are kind of, they're just a new beginning. So I'd be curious to see how you think about failures. If you even, you know, subscribe to that concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, I truly believe that there is no failure. Ultimately, I believe there's no success as well, to be honest. There's only what is there to learn in every given moment. But definitely, if I'm talking to someone that subscribes to the idea of failure, because, you know, 99.9% of people do, and they consider that they have had moments in their life where they've failed, I always let them know that chances are your failures, you know, they're your biggest moments. Like, those are your moments that you can learn from personally those are the moments that you know you have lessons locked within there which other people can learn from like there's so much power in your so deemed failures along the way yeah I totally agree there was a video that was circling not long ago from I think the founder of Spanx Mm -hmm. and she was talking about this conversation her father would have with her every single morning yes I saw that yes and he would ask her you know what have you failed at today or I guess they were talking at dinner time instead of breakfast but what have you failed at today and I love the way that that totally reframed failure into a positive light like if you're not failing enough then you're not pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone enough (sighs) Absolutely. Yeah, I saw that exact video and I loved that because it was such a reframe around, you know, people trying not to fail. And if you're in that mindset, then ultimately you're just not going to do enough. You're not going to push yourself forward enough because you're living in a space of fear versus actually embracing the failure and going for the failure because you know that if you're failing, then you're still moving forward and chances are you're going to succeed more that way. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I think when it comes to, you know, serving a purpose or calling in your life, um, choosing to push yourself outside of your comfort zone is a requirement (laughs) because oftentimes we're being asked to use our voices. We're being asked to be more visible. We're being asked to take a stand for something. So for you in your earlier stages of, you know, awakening to what you're here to do, because I know that you're, you're really about helping people create freedom for themselves. Mm. And when you were starting out, like, What were some of the things that you had to push through in order to stand more boldly for your purpose? Oh gosh, it's a great question. There were, there were definitely lots of things. Uh, look, one big thing was really dealing with environments, dealing mm. with, you know, what are other people going to think? And then mm. obviously all the self-talk that comes with that, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of, well, who am I to do this? And, yes. you know, what, what are other people going to think of me? And, and, and really realizing that 
although I had fears around that, um, some of those fears were actually valid. You know, there were people that were going to not approve and there were people that uh, weren't going to necessarily understand or support me on my journey and my purpose. So for me, it was really realizing that some of the fears were valid, but choosing to act in spite of them rather mm. than let, let them control me. And also not just brushing them off and going, oh, that's just an irrational fear because, I mean, it was truth at the end of the day. Yeah. It still is to a certain degree, but how do you actually looking at how did I, you know, move forward through that instead of being, you know, trapped by it? Yeah, I'm really glad that you bring that up <laughs> because yeah. these things are very real. And I think sometimes we're like, oh, you know, we try and brush it over under the rug that it's irrational. And sometimes no, um, okay. it, this is a very real likelihood that we will come up against, especially with people that are close to us. Like, what if our family doesn't understand? What if our friends don't understand? What if we lose relationships because of this? And that can right. be a very scary thing. But for me, it's been really a process of learning to choose um, my purpose because that's how important it is to me. That's how meaningful it right. is to me. And trusting that, you know, if people really do love me, they're going to support me. Right. They're okay if they don't. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it really is a choice. It's a choice. And it's like, you know, you can choose to entertain the concept of people, you know, pulling you down and not fully supporting you and you being impacted by that. Or you can choose purpose and alignment and success and everything good that's on the other side. But I truly believe that you can't choose both. And even when I see people, you know, pretending to choose purpose and alignment, but they've still got even one toe in the environment that doesn't serve them, the environment will win. So sometimes it is tough and sometimes you do have to energetically cut yourself off from people in order to move forward. But again, you know, if you're living a life where purpose and alignment and your truth comes first, then ultimately you will attract some other amazing people into your life at the same time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think environment for, for all of our listeners, I mean, one of the things that's coming up as Regan is talking about environment is the people that you surround yourself with. And I think, you know, Jim Rohn has a quote, you become, you know, the five Mm -hmm. people that you hang out with the most often, which I'm totally, you know, <laughs> paraphrasing that. But it comes back to, you know, I've gone through some, some dark days of my life, especially struggling with addiction. And when I was trying to get out of that, but yet I was still surrounding myself with the same people, mm. it was incredibly difficult to pull myself out of that rut. Right. And I take those skills and I apply it to the vision I have for my life now. And really being mindful of inspire, like surrounding myself by inspiring people, people who are going to support me, who are my cheerleaders, who are going to lift me up, because that has such a huge impact on your motivation and your inspiration, your belief in yourself to keep on going. So for you, Regan, did you have to make some really powerful shifts for yourself to realign with the group of people that were around you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think as well, you know, there is a lot of talk around, you know, you are the sum of the five people that you hang around the most. And I think people, you know, hear that and they understand that. But I think a lot of people only understand it or think of it on a financial basis. You know, it's mm -hmm. often talk, it's talked about around money a lot of the time, you know, mm -hmm. you are the sum of the five people you spend your time with. But I think it's important to touch on the fact that, uh, you know, the sum, you are the sum of those people, but in every way, holistically, right? So mm -hmm. ultimately, if they have a low standard of health and you're trying to shift your health, mm -hmm. it's going to be difficult, right? Where are they at with their emotional intelligence, their mindset, mm -hmm. yes, their financials as well, like everything. It's totally critical. So I think as well, 
you know, I'm a firm believer that if you want to change your reality, one of the biggest, fastest ways you can do that is to get into high level environments with people mm-hmm. that are playing at the level that you want to be at. Because ultimately, you still have to put in the work internally and externally, but it's going to propel you forward because you do start absorbing their mindsets and their strategies almost by osmosis, right? Mm-hmm. But, Yeah, so I think a lot of people grasp the concept on a basic level around environment, such as, okay, well, I need to get out of negative environments. And that's great. And that's definitely the first step. But I would also be looking at the other side of, well, what really powerful environments can you be stepping into? And for me, you know, I choose environment and I choose high level environments over and over and over again. And I've done it for years and I continue to do so. It's, you know, a huge chunk of where I invest myself and my life and my business. And, you know, when I was 19, I literally moved country, not to necessarily get out of really negative environments, but I knew that the environments I was in were not going to move me forward. Mm -hmm. I literally jumped, leaped and moved country to plonk myself in the middle of an environment that was super high level that I felt really uncomfortable around, Mm -hmm. where I felt like I didn't belong and all this stuff came up around, who am I to hang out with these people? and and all this stuff but ultimately you know I look at it now I'm in business partnerships with those people some of those people are my nearest dearest friends and you know that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have jumped I love that because you kind of bring up this concept of like the fraud right when we when we put ourselves into a situation that is stretching us to grow we can sometimes feel like, oh, we don't really belong here. Mm. So I'm curious with you, like, how did you, like, what's the mindset? If I were to, like, pick inside your brain during the time of your life, how did you talk yourself into belonging there? Yeah, such a great question because you're right. You know, so much comes up for people around, you know, who am I to hang out with them or I'm not at that level. Mm -hmm. I I vividly remember jumping into an environment where people were talking about, you know, trading stocks and shares and multi-million dollar business deals. And I was a broke uni student in a Mm -hmm. massive amount of debt, right? And just (laughs) going, oh my gosh, you know, what am I doing here? But knowing that I had to be in that environment. So for me, I, in terms of how I talked myself into it from a mindset perspective, I really just caught myself and I, and I just reminded myself that, you know what, whatever is going on in my life right now in the present as my current reality, it's not actually real because ultimately it's just a stack up of all of my past decisions and beliefs that have mm. resulted up into this point, right? Mm. So then it's like, okay, cool. So if I can't actually change what's going on right now, what do I have control of? Well, I have control of the future because if I choose to make different decisions right now, then I can shift that. So that's where I chose to put my focus. And very much when I thought about, you know, do I fit in with these people? I really just told myself, look, don't focus on the results now and don't go off that, but instead go off who you know you're becoming. Because if you can walk into a room and you know that you might not be at their level or have achieved what they've achieved yet, but if you know without a doubt that you're going to, then you belong there, right? So it's almost like the results are irrelevant, but who you choose to become in that moment is everything. I love this so much. That is so powerful. Yes, yes, yes. So when you're talking about this, it almost sounds like there wasn't well, and, there, and tell me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't um, a lot of attachment to the decisions that you had made to arrive at this current reality. Like, it doesn't sound like there might have been a lot of shame holding you back, or did you confront that? 
No, not so much. I think I was so focused and still am so focused on where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And my vision was so big and powerful and strong that that was what was consuming me rather Mm -hmm. than, oh my gosh, look where I am now. It's not good enough. I mean, obviously there's, you know, thoughts and feelings that can creep in there, but Mm -hmm. I think I very quickly catch that and release that and simply again, turn my focus to where I'm heading. You know, I had a I had a moment even recently where I was sitting in a room with three people and just the level financially of the conversation, I Mm -hmm. caught myself going, oh my gosh, what am I doing in this room? Mm -hmm. Right. And then I stopped and I was like, I belong here because I know where I'm heading and this Mm -hmm. is the level I choose to play it. So it really is just pulling yourself up and not beating yourself up going, oh my gosh, see, I don't fit in because I'm doubting myself. Just be like, okay, cool. I'm a human. Self-doubt just crept in. And I almost, you know, I talked to my mindset like it's a naughty three-year-old child. Like, like, shut up now. Like, you need to behave. Like, be quiet. Focus. Where are you going? Right? (laughs) And you do just need to be okay with constantly choosing vision and future focus instead of getting wrapped into stories in the now. Yes. Oh, I love that. There's a little bit of a detachment in that. And I think that that's a very powerful place to be of just seeing where I am now is just a culmination of decisions and I can make different decisions moving forward. Exactly. It's a lot of freedom and permission in that. So thank you for sharing that tidbit with us. So as we move forward, we look into to vision and, and being brave enough to step into this big vision. I really want to transition into joy and how living a brave life can be a very big stepping stone to experiencing more joy and life work and love. Yes, absolutely. So for you, for our listeners, what are three tips that you could really shine light on for creating more joy? Absolutely. So for me, ultimately joy comes down to living a life that's in alignment with your truth Mm -hmm. because, you know, you can do a lot of different things which might create I guess temporary joy in a moment, mm-hmm. but ultimately if it's not in alignment with your core, then I don't believe it will be lasting joy, mm-hmm. right? It's like people that, you know, jump in and see someone just for one night because they want that quick fix of like feeling good in the moment mm-hmm. versus someone that actually commits to what is in alignment with their truth, with what they want in a relationship, for example. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's the same in every area of your life. So if you're looking to call in real joy, right? Like deep joy on an exceedingly deep level rather than, you know, flitting moments of joy in, in, you know, at a, I guess at a more of a superficial level, what I'd be looking at doing is asking yourself, well, what do I actually want? Right? What do I actually want in my life? Because I think the word alignment is thrown around a lot these days and, and there's a lot of questions around, you know, am I living in alignment or not? And how do I choose alignment every single day? But if you don't know what you're aligning to, then mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to work out, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'd definitely be going, okay, what is it that you actually want? And you can sit down and do this, just your life in general. You can do this piece by piece with every different area of your life, like with your health, with your money, with your relationships, with everything. And when you ask this, you really get into this mindset of going, okay, if I could ask for my big picture reality in any way that I chose, and if I could remove any sense of, I don't know how to do this, or is this too big? Or what are people going to think? Or do I have the capacity to create this? If you were just to push all of that to the side and just realize that this is done, what would you actually ask for? Okay. 
So that's the first step, you know, really locking in what is your vision, what is your big picture reality, where are you heading? Mm -hmm. You need to move towards it daily, right? Mm -hmm. Even if there are times where you have to figure something out or something doesn't seemingly go your way, if you know that you are taking action towards calling in that big picture reality daily, you're still going to feel weirdly a sense of fulfillment, even if in the moment something isn't working. And it's the, it's the strangest thing because on the surface, someone might go, oh, you're upset. Are you upset, right? This thing didn't work out. And you might say, yeah, you know, it's a shame it didn't work out. But deep down, you're actually good and you're still able to access joy because you're still living in your truth, mm-hmm. right? Rather than going and again, creating kind of superficial joy in a moment that isn't in alignment with moving you forward to what you deeply desire, right? Mm-hmm. So, Okay, so lucky in what you want. Step number two is definitely moving towards it daily and taking the aligned action. And then the last thing I'd be suggesting that you do is actually consciously choosing to celebrate daily, regardless of what is going on. So you need to find a way to celebrate yourself, celebrate not just the big wins that happen, but the small things as well. Celebrate at the end of the day something cool that even just happened in your mindset where you noticed that you felt fear, but you acted anyway. Celebrate that stuff. And again, I think people think celebrate and they think, oh, I've got to throw a party or go skydiving but it could be things like that or it could be something really little like just putting on your favorite song and dancing around your room and (laughs) amazing in that moment okay yeah yeah but people don't celebrate enough right and especially high achievers because they're always going what's next what's next what's next you need to stop and you need to celebrate because what this does is this also puts you into a state of gratitude and grace. Mm-hmm. And you can't call in anything that you don't have in your life unless you are centered in gratitude. Mm-hmm. So what this does is it not only taps you into joy, but obviously into gratitude as well, which is then going to pull you further into alignment, which is going to help you take the daily action, which is then going to create your deepest desires showing up even more rapidly in your life. Oh, I love that. It's like a complete feedback loop. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) You do one that leads to the other, and then it just recircles back around to help you do it over and over and over again. And I love the steps that you you share because – you know, when we lock in our big vision, what we're really doing is we are getting clear on what our authentic desires are. And for some of us, that's going to require a lot of permission to want more for ourselves or to want something different that we've been taught we shouldn't want. And I think that's incredibly important for finding joy because if you're living somebody else's vision, you're never going to reach this bar because you're living on somebody else's values. Mm, exactly. So creating your vision is really getting clear about the values that are important to you. And the next step is moving towards it daily. That's authenticity in action. Mm-hmm. That means we're, we're building more congruency from, we're from our insides to our outsides. We're actively mm. creating the reality that we want. And I often ask my clients, you know, if I were to peek into your life up above, what values would I see you living? Because if in order for us to feel good about the values that we have, we have to be taking action. We have to bring them into life. Mm-hmm. So if we're not taking any action based on the values that we have, we're not going to feel good about ourselves. Right. So I love that you talk about the action piece and doing that daily. That's, and it, th- these don't have to be huge steps. Yeah. It can be small daily action steps that you're doing um, that really bring you into further alignment with your values and then celebration. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like how many times do I forget, forget to celebrate? Right. 
And you're right. It doesn't have to be this huge party. Mm -hmm. It can be something very small. I can even just say simply like, I'm really proud of everything you did today. Right. Exactly. Because this really allows us to realize that we're making progress (laughs) and we have to start like enjoying the journey instead of the final destination because PS, there really is not a final destination where you're going to be off to somewhere next. Exactly. That's so true. I absolutely love, love those. So I would like to dive into that first step with you just a little bit here. When you're clarifying and locking in your big vision, um, for you, like, do you have a process or a system that you go, I mean, do you go like really, really big and then kind of go, okay, so what's my next step to attaining that? Like, what's your process? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I tend to go as big as possible. Um, I'm a firm believer that ultimately, you know, you're never going to create something unless your mind is aligned to it. Mm-hmm. So I, I go as big as possible and I really encourage people as well to get into the zone of just unapologetically asking for as much as they can physically even handle in their mind, mm-hmm. basically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I very much, you know, especially if you have time, you might not do this every single day, but if you have time to sit down and really work on this stuff, I would be looking at you know, what do you want to call in in terms of your big picture reality through every area of your life? Mm -hmm. Because it's very easy for people to focus on one thing that they want. So they might be focusing on money, for example, and they might Mm -hmm. be saying, okay, I just really want to be doing like $20,000 a month or 50K a month or whatever it is, right? And they're focusing on this and they're just like, okay, and here's what the reality is going to be like. And they start painting that picture and bringing in the details and they can see it. And I've seen this happen before. You know, ultimately when you create it in your mind, it's done. So they manifest it, right? And it shows up and they receive the money. But at what expense? You know, I've mm-hmm. seen people receive, in this case, the money, but their health then blows out and they mm-hmm. put on a whole lot of weight and they sabotage their relationships mm-hmm. and they do it in a way where it's not aligned and they're not actually fulfilled and happy with how they're creating their money. So I think it's very important to be specific around what you're asking for and holistically take into account every area of your life. So, yeah. for example, um, you know, something I often work on is I, I often call in higher levels of purpose and alignment. I'm calling in higher levels financially, um, you know, but at the same time, an area of my life to give you perspective that I'm really happy with is my health. I feel like mm-hmm. I love my body. I feel like I'm in great shape and I have great energy. So it's not really something that I want to work on, so to speak. Yet when I do my big picture stuff, I get clear on all the big picture stuff I'm calling in, but I make sure that I include PS, you know, I'm in awesome shape. I've got total energy. I'm super lean. I'm fit. I'm healthy. I wake up energized. I don't sleep much. Like, you know, I get really clear on what I want my health to look like, even though it's kind of the same as right now. So I think it's really important because otherwise you will get what you want ultimately at the end of the day. Um, So be specific and make sure you're taking a holistic approach with it. I love that. And I also enjoy that you talk about getting clear on a lot of different areas in your life because when you're in the messy middle of creating progress or creating change or going through growth, um, maybe not all of your areas of your life are moving at the same speed. Mm. So when we have more definitions of what we want our vision to look like, we allow ourselves to see that this area is definitely moving closer to that. This one is not moving as 
as close to it or as fast, but when we can really like tap into looking at the progress in all areas of our life, we notice, hey, we're making progress. Like this isn't just a standstill. So even if one area of our life isn't looking exactly how we want it yet, all of these other areas are definitely moving in the right direction. So it's only going to be a matter of time before everything's on the same page. Yes, exactly. I love that. Regan, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest today on the Enoughness Revolution. I will be including your links for everybody to connect with you. And I just appreciate you coming and sharing your whole heart with my audience. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for asking amazing questions. It's been really fun. Awesome. Everyone, we will see you again soon for Motivational Monday. Bye.